Welcome to the Pioneer Theatre Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Ivan Bennett. Today we have guest director Mary B. Robinson, director of An Inspector Calls, playing here at Pioneer Theatre Company in Salt Lake City. Mary is a director, author, and teacher with a career spanning more than three decades. She's directed more than 60 theatre productions in New York City and around the country and has taught directing at the undergraduate and graduate level. She wrote the book Directing Plays, Directing People, available on Amazon. She was the first recipient of the Alan Schneider Award in 1987. She was nominated for a Drama Desk Award in 1986 for her production of Lemon Sky. She won Philadelphia's Barrymore Award in 1995 for Of Mice and Men, and she directed Of Mice and Men here at Pioneer Theatre Company in 2012. I guess like a lot of people, I uh, acted in uh, high school and college. And then just as a kind of a sideline, I uh, directed in college just to see what that would be like. I was also stage managing, just trying everything. And directing was a really good fit for me, um, better than acting. Um, I enjoyed it more than acting, and I I just felt very um, fulfilled by it, uh, getting my hands around the whole thing, so to speak. and um, I decided to try to pursue uh, directing out of college, but that's a hard thing to get into when you're 21 years old. Um, so I did, I did various things. I assisted directors. I read scripts for plays that produced new plays, self-produced off, off, off Broadway. And, um, and then I was lucky enough because of the script, uh, the scripts that I was reading and yeah, the playwrights I was getting to know to be hired by the Hartford Stage Company. It's still a pretty young age in my mid-twenties as literary manager, went from there to be associate artistic director, and that kind of launched me. That was a very exciting place to work at the time. This was in the early 80s. And um, coming out of there, I had a a pretty uh, thriving freelance career, which sort of has propelled me to this point. Even though I sort of took some time, about about 15 years, I sort of slowed things down in order to uh, raise my son and taught, wrote a book, and uh, back to the freelance life, which is very exciting. Was there in your early years a, a particular world-shattering play that you saw that made you think directing? You know, what kept me in it, and this sort of answers your question from before, was uh, my love of Shakespeare. I um, went to the Stratford, Ontario Shakespeare Festival uh, right out of college. I was already pretty familiar with his plays and had acted in them some in high school and college. But it was so thrilling to see, you know, uh, they, they do plays in rep there and to see, you know, a bunch of Shakespeare plays all at once. And in addition to, you know, some some terrific classics that were not Shakespeare, that I just I just really got excited at the prospect of doing sort of large scale classical work, especially Shakespeare. And that really did sort of keep me in it uh, in the, the kind of. Uh, lean years where I thought, well, if I stick to it, I can direct Shakespeare. Interestingly, I then I then I got uh, actually most well-known probably for directing new plays and have directed a lot of American classics like Of Mice and Men, which I directed at uh, Pioneer uh, three years ago. Um, I guess like a lot of directors, I love a range of plays. But what draws me most to a play is its humanity and, and feeling that the, that the playwright really has a voice, that they're real human beings in the play. And... Um, you know, that it's a play that can reach an audience. If it moves me, I feel I have a good shot at moving an audience with it. As an acclaimed director, author, and teacher, what drew you to Pioneer? Well, Karen Azenberg. <laughs> um, 
And it is, you know, I've discovered over the years, it's always, often, maybe always relationships that uh, lead to work because you uh, you get to know somebody and you want to work with them. And in this case, uh, Karen and I knew each other through the Directors Union, SDC. Um, we co-chaired a, a committee to hire a new executive director and became very good friends as a result of that. And um, when she uh, got the job at Pioneer, she began talking to me about coming out to work there. So I came out her first season. I, that was the 2012-2013 uh, season when I... Um, Directed of Mice and Men. I, I have to say, I also knew Chuck Morey, and I had known about Pioneer for you know for some years, and um, you know was very intrigued by the work that was done out there. But Karen is specifically what got me out there. What makes a seventy-year-old play like an Inspector Calls still thrilling today? Well, the uh, the theme of the play is uh, maybe maybe one should say, unfortunately, the theme of the play is not dated in the least uh, because it, it, it's really about. Uh, people's connection with other people who might not be like them on the surface, but that we're all sort of, I, I think what, what Priestley is exploring is the fact that his belief, which I think is my belief and probably most people's belief that, you know, we're all connected and that there's more that, um, that joins us than that divides us. Um, in fact, <laughs> Karen and I were saying this, this had occurred to both of us. It's actually rather similar to Of Mice and Men. It could not take place in a more different world. Mm-hmm. Of Mice and Men is also, you know, a 75-year-old play, I guess, in uh, the case of that, of the Steinbeck play. But, you know, it explores ranch hands in uh, a California farm. And an inspector calls is um, about a family, a prosperous uh, upper-middle-class family in England in 1912. But both of them really... Uh, both of them are, you know, tell really interesting stories with with fascinating characters. But what both of them are exploring is, uh, what do we owe each other? What is what is our responsibility towards each other? Which um, not only is that a, a you know a theme and a subject that's always topical, but I think it's probably more topical than ever right now. It's something that's that's being discussed constantly in this country, and rightly so. And as the world grows smaller, you know, we have more connection than we did 70 years ago to people around the, the world who uh, whose lives, I think, um, you know, the people who, who make our computers in China, for instance, you know, we need to be curious about all the people in the world. And uh, that's a tall order, but I think what the play examines puts a microscope uh, to, uh, a, a, you know, a fictional community, an industrial city, Brumley in, in England, much like the city of Bradford where uh, Priestley grew up, and really asks us, uh, really, and the inspector really questions and investigates the family about their own involvement in this young woman's life and death. Is there anything in the media as you've prepared for this that's jumped out at you that, you know, mirrors the story of the British Berlin family? Well, yeah, the, um, the event that triggers the play, Actually, the, the death of the young woman triggers the play, and the inspector comes and questions each of the family members in turn about that each of them had some connection with this young woman. And what triggers it is that she was um, working in a factory at very low wages and led a strike to get a higher uh, wage for everyone. And um, the strike was broken. Most of the workers went back to work. She was fired. And I certainly, this past spring especially, but, but you know, a lot these days, there's... Um, you know, you hear fast food workers and people who work at very low wage, minimum wage jobs right. and try to support their family this way and don't have a lot of options because they haven't had 
a lot of education, um, often through no fault of their own, but it's, it's really, it really resonates. Um, I knew I was going to be doing this play last spring when there was a, on tax day, there was a fast food worker strike, I think across the world, in fact. Uh, and it really resonated with the, uh, you know, with the, with this play. Is every directing job different for you or do you have a defined way of working? Well, every job is different in ways that I really enjoy. And that's because every play is different. You know, I've never directed a play quite like an Inspector Calls, which is, um, you know, on the one hand, sort of a, a British drawing room drama, but also a thriller and a detective story. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of isn't, it's kind of a combination of genres, but um, I haven't worked in those genres before. And I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, seeing, you know, bringing my background and my experience to this particular play. At the same time, because I've been doing this for a lot of years, there's a process that I think works for me and works with the actor for the actors in rehearsal, which involves exploring and not getting to results too soon and um, trying to kind of get into the heart of the play rather than, um, you know, make it picture perfect immediately. Um, and that apply. you know, I just did a Shakespeare play and very much used that um, process with that play too. So the process is not that different, but it's fun to be able to adapt it for each play for each actor, frankly, each set of actors, each actor, each designer, each uh, team of designers, each space. You know, uh, the Pioneer Theatre Company is a very unusual space uh, in terms of its size. It's um, doing a straight play, uh, you know, requires some real thinking about how to make it as you know immediate for an audience as a big musical is in a large space like that. On that thread of, of process versus results, in, in your book, there's a chapter called Conducting Experiments. I'm impressed that you've read it. <laughs> where, where you talk about mining for gold. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, that's a, a actually a phrase of my sister's. Well, um, it's interesting because I was as I was writing this book, and this was because I was um, teaching uh, for, for uh, 15 years, or actually 18 years, I taught at the NYU uh, undergraduate. I ran a directing program at NYU and taught at Brooklyn College and began to write about directing because I thought I needed to be able to articulate it better. It's pretty instinctive uh, for a lot of directors, as is, you know, uh, and I, th I thought I need to codify this. But there was a middle part of the process that was very hard to describe, you know, after you've gotten to know the text, after you've gotten the play sort of sketchily on its feet, but before you're ready to step in and really sort of get specific and really pin down the staging and, you know, tell people to pick up the pace. And what you do in that middle section is is really hard to define. And I, I read one, I was reading direct, other directing books while I was writing it, and one uh, director, whom I admire very much, but he said, I would I need a hypothesis when I start to direct. And there's no point in starting a scientific experiment if you don't have a hypothesis, and there's no point in starting to direct a play if you don't have a hypothesis. And while I agreed with it up to a point, because I certainly do a great deal of script analysis, I try very hard to let go of that when I get into the rehearsal room because I feel as if the actors are going to show me things about the characters. They're going to illuminate them from within that I might not have been able to discover on my own. And I was thinking about this whole analogy with uh, scientific experiments. And because I have a sister who's a scientist, I asked her, I said, do you always have a hypothesis when you begin an experiment? She said, no. And it was fascinating because it's for the same reason. She said, if you form too tight a hypothesis, you might miss something really interesting. And so, as you said, what a lot of scientists do is they come up with a with a question, um, 
and they do experiments around, they, they do experiments that that question leads them to do, but without trying to, without heading towards a certain hypothesis. They let the, they let the results reveal themselves gradually without trying to get at a particular result or a particular hypothesis. So the mining for gold was, was a, a scientific term, or at least scientists use that phrase apparently, and I just loved that as it applied to directing, and I think a lot of art. A lot of art forms, you know, composing music, writing. Uh, I think the visual arts, you know, you, you, you have to kind of let your right brain as opposed to your left brain do a lot of the leading. <laughs> what are you especially looking forward to in directing an inspector calls? Well, I'm really looking forward to getting back to Pioneer and um, working with um, Karen and um, Andra Harbold, who uh, was the dramaturg for... Um, of Mice and Men, and we're going to have her back again. Um, I love the staff. Um, you know, the production staff is just terrific. And, you know, as I said earlier, it's, it's, uh, uh, I'm also bringing in some, um, a set designer whom I've worked with several times, whom Karen um, just met the other day. We were both of us out there just for the day on Monday. And uh, working with a lighting designer whom Karen have worked, has worked with and who I worked with, gosh, 30 years ago and, and also a few years ago, Phil Manat. So it's exciting to work with a combination of people that you've known for a long time and people you're just getting to know. I don't, of course, know yet who the cast will be because we won't do that until closer to the time. I think late October, early November, we'll be casting it. But I suspect, um, as is often the case, some of the members of the cast will be known to me and some will be new to me. And I love that. It keeps you fresh. It, it, it kind of solidifies and, and deepens those um, collaborative relationships you already have while bringing, you know, fresh people into the mix. So I think that's what I look forward to with most projects is, is the, as I say, what really lasts after many years doing this is the, uh, is the relationships. The, the plays go away, unfortunately. They're intense and usually very joyous experiences for all of us, I hope. <laughs> and then they're gone. But the relationships and the people you get to know uh, is what really uh, remains. Mary Robinson, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Pioneer Theater Podcast. Check out other episodes of this podcast with the directors, playwrights, designers, and composers for other shows this season on www.pioneertheater.org and clicking the individual play titles. If you have any questions about an inspector calls or would like tickets, you can go online or call our wonderful box office staff at 801-581-6961.